of hepatica, the most beautiful of all the wildflowers. The marquee tapers to a point at each end. Like a spring star flower. The round almond is a perfect circle. Like the center of a sunflower. The princess is a perfect square. Like a flower painted by Pablo Picasso. The pear is round at one end, but pointed on the other. Like a flower that's weeping tears of joy. And each of these diamond flower petals has little diamonds all around it. Like drops of dew in the springtime. These flower petals are amazing. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is the largest diamond store in Louisiana on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. It's Mardi Gras time, and Joe's Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order two, three, six, ten, and eighteen stall restroom trailers from everyone at Joe's Septic Contractors. Have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985-632-5592 or visit joeseptic.com. Terrebonne General Health System Community Sports Institute is recognized for outstanding service and contributions to Terrebonne Parish. We provide a certified athletic trainer to every Terrebonne Parish high school. We also provide concussion baseline testing to over 1,400 student-athletes annually, along with CPR and AED certification to over 500 area coaches at both the schools and the recreation departments. We are proud to be your trusted resource in keeping our community safe. Visit TGHealthSystem.com. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Coming up to open up our number two, more of your phone calls, 800-998-1003. Your thoughts on the Super Bowl, you can tweet at them here as well. But first, welcome to the weekend. Oh, I didn't plug it in. Sorry. Have to do different something else for Jordan to get on. It is how it is. Let's try that again. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down Friday. You, I absolutely am. It's Super Bowl weekend. That's a reason to look forward to it. You got P-Rays this weekend. Crew de Vue tonight over there in the quarters. Be safe. Um, got some parades over there on the North Shore. The next weekend's the first full weekend of Mardi Gras. Gonna have some stuff going on in between then and now. I'm pumped. I love Mardi Gras. I love Mardi Gras. So that is coming up 66 degrees right now in Metri over here in these studios. Buddy will take your phone calls in the LaRose studios. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. Our thanks to Ross Jackson who joined us at 1230. We've been discussing the Super Bowl. I gave you a couple of my reasons as to why I'm going Bengals for the reason. Uh, I mean, for the winner in the Super Bowl. I gave you three reasons. You just need to give me one if you call in and give me who you think is going to win. I think Cincy's a team that can run the football. It's a way to beat the Rams. I'm not saying they can. I'm just, it's a team that's built in their DNA to do that. Joe Burrow. Wow, no kidding, Gus. That's fantastic. No, no. Joe Burrow in that he's a quarterback that will take what's given. And he's a quarterback that can do pre-read snaps. And he's a quarterback that can understand what you're doing on defense and know where to go with the football. I'm not saying he's going to be perfect. and I'm not saying he's not going to get sacked. I'm not saying he's not going to get hit. But I think that that is something that is an advantage. Or at least can be as prepared as you can be. They got Jalen Ramsey. They got Aaron Donald. I got it. I do. He's going to... He, he hasn't shown the propensity... And Jimmy, I'll get to you in a second, to have to 
force the football. He didn't just do that. Hey, Jamar Chase, I'm just going to go to him, go to him, go to him. You looked at a Kansas City game, he spread the ball everywhere. The ball gets out of his hands. He knows where he's going. And when you looked at, again, going into that game in the pregame show, there was a um, sit-down with Boomer Sison, former Bengals QB, and they looked together at a couple of plays and looked at film when Boomer did it and when uh, Joe did similar plays, and they both diagnosed what they saw. And and things that Drew Brees would always say, you know, get up to the line of scrimmage to see the linebackers cover. That's where I'm going. Like, that's going to help in this game. We saw for 15 years here in New Orleans, Drew Brees faced some pretty for- formidable defenses, defensive lines, greats, uh, you know, Aaron Donald, all that. And there were some games they didn't touch him. Yes, the offensive line was better. We're going to get to the Bengals' line here in a quick second. That's point three. But a good quarterback who knows where he's going with the football can help his O-line, can call protections, can get rid of the football quickly, can get you in and out of plays that don't work. That's going to help. So that's why I'm saying Burrow. I'm not saying Burrow because, you know, he throws well. and you know, Those are all things that we already know about him. I'm specifically talking about what he can do at the line of scrimmage to help his team. And the third thing is nine. This Bengals team went through a game in which they got sacked nine times. Not hit. They got sacked nine times. Now, I know the Rams' defensive lines being touted and talked about as unblockable. I, I'm trying. I don't think. Has that happened? Nine sacks, man. By the way, the Bengals found a way to win that game. I like. I think there's this belief Joe Burrow they're going to snap the ball and he's it's going to be like last year's Super Bowl where poor Pat Mahomes said Hut ran 20 yards backwards then turned around to see if he could throw the ball. I don't know if that's going to be the case. So when you look at the Rams, what can beat them? Got to run at them. 49ers have done that. That's point one. Since he likes to run the football, they got a really good running back. Two. You got a quarterback that can pre-snap see what they're trying to do. That's going to help. You like your show? Okay, you can All right. So, and the other thing is the offensive line's been in one of the worst games already in the postseason, and they figured oh, it out. Okay. They didn't do that towards Kansas City. And then they also figured out how to, maybe in two weeks, how to block the Rams. All right, let's go to the phone lines here. Jimmy, what you got for us today on the Sports Hangover? Hey, what's up, Gus? What's up, bud? I'll make it really quick. Number one, kudos to UNO basketball. You got to get Schlesinger on your show soon, man, because uh, I am trying. Listen to me. Listen to me. They've changed us IDs, and I've been trying for two weeks. When they won eight in a row, I've tried. I've tried. I've tried. Trust me. I'm trying. This this team, like five years ago, I think is destined for the NCAA tournament. They got a really good backcourt, and uh, people need to come out to their games. They got one tomorrow. At four o'clock at uh, Lakefront Arena in Gentilly, so people need to support him. It's a great facility, and this is a great. They're having a great season. Uh, a lot of people, the media hasn't really covered it at all. It's kind of sad locally. Um, I wanted to get your take on C.J. McCollum's um, first game with the Pelicans last night, and also correct me if I'm wrong here. Who have I missed as far as the? I, I do think the Rams are going to win. By the way, I, I just think it's. I wouldn't say a home field advantage because sure. again, all everyone from L.A. is, is not from L.A. But of course, the crowd in it overall will be in LA's favor. You think so? All the celebrities and you think I so? do. I think they're going to. Sh- it's the flavor. I mean, it's the place to be. People there have money. If you're a celebrity or whatever, you're going to show up, and you are by default going to uh, cheer yeah, but, for the home but, team. But, yeah, but here's, here's the thing, Jimmy. Are they going to be like fans? What I'm talking about is like cheering on first and second down, or just like I think. By your, by what you're saying, like, if those celebrities that live in LA, they may not just be natives. They, they, I mean, a lot of people yeah. live in LA, maybe from other places. And quite honestly, they're going to be in their suites. They're going to be those, things. they're not, you know, you get what I'm getting. I'm talking about the people yeah, that are wearing yeah, the jerseys. Yeah, a little bougie of a the, crowd. Yes, I understand. with the I, eye black. I think it'll I, be a slight, a slight golf clap for in the direction of the Rams. Okay. That's what I'm getting at. All right. Sounds good to me. Um, my thoughts, Jimmy, on C.J. McCollum is considering that he showed up at 1230 in the morning and then had to get up early, do the shoot around, learn the plays, and get out there and do it. 
I think he sort of saw that in some of the missed shots in his legs, perhaps. And he's six of 21, two for 10 from three. And some of those were off the rim, somewhere in and out of the rim. He's going to make more than two threes next game. I, I'm, I'm, Jordan will shave his head. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, he's, he's going to make more than two threes next game, which is tomorrow against the Spurs. I, I just think he will. He'll have a little more time under him. He'll have an understanding a little bit better. I also think Brandon Ingram's not going to just take 12 shots. So when you looked at all of that combined, again, trying to learn how the sense and feel, because you had been essentially B.I., moving up and down a ball. He was the guy that was learning how to do passing and assisting. So now it's it's going to sort of be like he's waiting. And, and, and C.J., where does he go? And then you saw a lot yesterday, Ingram and Alvarado and Graham bringing the ball up. So... There's going to be a transition period of knowing well who's doing what because where they were Tuesday was something that I observed and talked about on the show yesterday. They looked like a team that knew what they were doing. I remember looking at my brother-in-law and looking at, at Jordan in that game, and I said, when you see them play, they're just playing. No, no, no one's thinking anymore. They're just reacting to one another. You know where they're going. You saw that lead pass, um, Ingram to Valanchunas on, on a, on a, you know, on a, on a fast break. They just, that's going to come with CJ and everybody else the more minutes he has on the court. So my impressions are you saw some of the things that he can do and he's going to do and what he will be able to do. And I also think one of the things that was important, too, was something that Brandon Ingram said at the end of the game on what I picked up on what CJ said after shoot-around, that he sat down, agent, team, wife, family, deciding, is New Orleans the place they need to be? And I said, that's big. I said that on a couple of other shows yesterday and earlier this morning. I can't think in the past that I've heard a free agent or somebody that got traded here that could have, you know, made it difficult to come here. Say, almost at the start, I love the coach. What I'm hearing of the coach. Do you see the player that Brandon Ingram is? Like, it's not normally the case. And I thought that was interesting. Listen to B.I. after the game yesterday. Uh, well, I think we've, we've left a, a good impression. Uh, we've, we've been fighting hard to, to be a, a team over. Uh, 500 team to be in the playoffs um, and that's our vision and um, he sees that vision obviously and um, we just we want to get there we want to get to the playoff Jack thanks for calling the sports hangover man what you got hello Jack hey Gus yeah bud hello yep okay did you did you happen to see uh, Andrew Whitworth's uh, acceptance speech for the uh, Walter Payton Award? Pretty good, wasn't it? Oh, it was outstanding. Really unbelievable. So, uh, karma's got to be on his side, wouldn't you think? <laughs> you, you would think, man. I, I saw a lot of people, Amy, just saying she teared up. I mean, it was, it, if you haven't seen it, it, you can go see it. Um, touched on a lot of topics, man, a lot of subjects that, that hit to the heart. I didn't realize what a good dude he was. Yeah, I mean, so sure. isn't it strange that um um he he ends up in his first Super Bowl against the team that he spent the vast majority of his career with? Crazy, right? It's funny how things happen. It does um, but about the about the game, um, let me ask you: where where do you think that the uh, that the Bengals are better? Like, what what part of the game do you think that maybe kicker, right? They both got some pretty good kickers, but yeah, look, that's another element. I didn't even got to there. I mean, it, you don't, yes, in theory, you want to get touchdowns as much as you can. But man, it, knowing that I just got to get to like the 40, 35, 30, and I got some points, man, that's, that's a big thing, right? Cincinnati's got a guy that can put some points on the board. Of course, you're going to want touchdowns and stuff, but I do think that that's, that's, that's a weapon. That's an added element to it. Well, I would say, I don't know if they're better or not because again, I just look at their season. I mean, they've won some some games against some pretty good teams, Jack, and they've done it in a way that I wouldn't say is fluky. Does that make sense? Like, 
the plays that you see Jamar Chase be the highlights, back shoulder throws, timing routes, you know, precision, accuracy. Joe needs like a sec or so, and, and he's going to go there. There's a trust in the field there. When you see him spreading the football to a bunch of different players, when you see them running the football, when you see him coming back, it, it's, it wasn't just this postseason. They've made some second-half comebacks. So I I think they're pretty good. I, I think they got one of the best offenses, you know, again, when everybody's healthy and everybody can go. And I legitimately – think Joe Burrow is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he's really good. So, I, you know, I I don't know, man. I, I, Consistency-wise, the Rams have been tinkering and trying to grab players throughout the season to add to them, including Odell Beckham Jr. So the Bengals have got, you know, they've, that's the team they started with. Um, I, I, I don't know if they're better or not. I, I just feel how they're playing and how they play gives them a chance, if that makes sense. Um, well, well, Gus, I agree that they have a lot. Uh, the Bengals have a lot of um, great offensive pieces. So, I, and I know you've heard this storyline. Mm-hmm. Then why have they only scored five touchdowns in the uh, yeah. in the playoffs in three games? Some of the teams they've played pretty good. You know, I mean, look um, it, when you take a look at some Super Bowl runs and some teams. I mean. Each game's different, man. And I, 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 you know, other than that incredible game that was the Bills and the Chiefs, for the most part, your playoff games, Jack, aren't, you know, high scoring shootout affairs that I can think of. Right. I mean, Gus, I, I can see this game, honestly, being a Rams blowout. Mm-hmm. I could also see Matthew Stabbett having a meltdown. I really do think it's all on him because he's the right. quarterback of the better team. Right. So it, it, it really is up to him. Um, I mean, I know you you know you were talking about um um the, the Bengals didn't give up sacks against the Chiefs, but if you look at the Chiefs, they're one of the lowest. I think they only had like thirty three sacks the whole season. Right. They're not they're not they're not a really you know pat, good pass rush team. You know, I, I don't have to say the obvious. The Rams are the Rams are, are a much much better defensive line. Um. And, you know, uh, I mean, like, like you know, Goff, I said, where are they better? Um, I, I mean, would you say the Bengals' wide receivers are a little better, even though Cooper Cup's, you know, maybe the best wide receiver in football this year? He won, he won um, the award yesterday. So, um, man, I, like I said, I, I just, I think I look at system and I think I look at trust and I think I look at, Burrow, it's, I almost look at how, and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just trying to make myself feel better. I don't know. But I, I look at how the Saints sort of look at it when, when Breeze, when he was here with their offense, right? Where outside of here, maybe not a lot of people looked at the receiving core or more and, you know, other guys and, and think even Sneed when he was here and think of something. But with Drew, they became, key players they became guys that could get first downs they became guys that you needed to depend on because of your quarterback does that make sense like those guys with that guy makes them really really good if that makes any sense to you. well Gus I, I thought I thought the Bengals wide receiving core was pretty good before they got chased so I yeah. think it's really good now so I, I you know I don't know so I guess it, it may be a little better than the Rams wide receivers, mm-hmm. but uh, I uh, I really I just think this gets down to uh, Stafford and, and Gus. I just had one uh, one thing. Look, man, I don't want to I don't want to pick on CJ, but he got fired yesterday, and, and I've said this. I may have said it to you. I probably said it to Eric. Um, what you heard from the local media for a long time was he's a great wide receiver coach, and I'll say uh, my question is based on what. Because Michael Thomas was going to be a great wide receiver no matter what. You know, uh, okay. I think Drew was good, good mm-hmm. than um, the CJ did. And, and I like CJ. He's a nice man. You know, I mean, every time you've ever seen him, you know, when he was with Tulane. But anyway, I hear the music. Have a good weekend, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate it so much. Rafael Esparza next. We'll do some prop bets nearly uh, when we come back. So, Sports Hangover, Nance Pino. Time is money. 
Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. Your life is mobile. So is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust companies' online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Welcome back. It is The Sports Hangover. Gus Kattengill with you, Rafael Esparza. Beside Doc Sports, the way to follow him over on Twitter, the YouTube show coming up here at 2 o'clock. Rafael, good afternoon to you. It's absolutely gorgeous, sir. How are you outside? I'm doing well. It's actually 3 o'clock today because I have a couple of media hits mm. uh, today. So me and Carver are doing our Super Bowl prop bet show at uh, 3 o'clock today. Nice. Um, you, he shouldn't give you the stomach bug. He, that was early in the week. You're, you should be good then when you y'all hang out today. That's good. That's good. That's good to know. Um, let's get to it, man. we got a lot of prop bets, and I'll get your overall thoughts on the game because I see it got bumped up to 4. It was 3.5, right? It was three and a half for a little bit uh, yesterday. I got bumped up to four, but that was because uh, uh, some huge money line bets came in on Cincinnati. But it's funny how the big bets are coming in on Cincinnati money line, but the multiple, multiple big bets are continuing to come in on Rams uh, and Rams money line. Okay. Um, prop bets is something that a lot of people kind of have a little bit fun of. I guess we'll start with uh, some of the, the, the obvious ones that everyone looks at and it gets to before even the game. National Anthem, right? Length of National Anthem. What are we looking at today? Well, we had a different number. We had to move it because it kind of got leaked out when she was doing some practice runs. So we added the time on the the National Anthem. So uh, I think it's, what, a minute and 42 seconds over under minus 120. Uh, So I had a lot of over on the last one. So this one, people probably middling and trying to get that middle bet. So probably get some under action on a minute and 42 seconds. Mm, okay, minute and 42 is what you're going with? Yeah, I think it goes, I still think it goes over the minute and 42, even oh. though I have no idea how this lady sings. But uh, give me the over or the under on five aircraft uh, fly over during the National Anthem. Oh, there we go. Five aircraft, they go through it. Um, what I was going to say when it comes to that as well. Something else that you look at, it, it's, it, is it close-ups? Do you have things on, on what's actually being shown? Uh, for the national anthem, yeah, like who's crying? Is somebody is, is somebody somebody going to tear? Uh, yeah, we had well, someone cry during the national anthem. Yes or no? And at the uh, no is minus one sixty. We have well, Mickey Guten forget a word uh, uh, in the national anthem. But oh, the no. yes is seven to one. You can bet on what dress color she's going to wear. Blue is a favorite at minus one fifty. I guess I'm saying red. I'm saying she's going to wear red. Uh, for her dress color at four to one, you really can't bet on anything, can't you? Um, how about coin flip? Here it comes. Time for the coin flip. Heads or tails? Uh, what 
the most popular one, uh, I always bet tails never fails. It's minus 101. But you could also bet team to win the toss, Rams or Bengals, uh, both have a minus one. And a team choose is correct. You can bet yes or no on that as well. How about, was it touchback or, or kick on the kickoff, right? <laughs> yeah, would be the first kickoff be a touchback? Everyone's betting uh, the, the yes on that one. You can also bet, will the first kickoff be run back as a touchdown? Mm, what's that? Uh, uh, that one's, I think, around 10 to 1, 11 because everyone bets that. I think it opened up around 16, 17. Uh, but I continue because everyone that I think that'd be kind of fun to start the Super Bowl with a, with a 99 or 100 yard touch uh, run back. It's happened, right? Hester, uh, was Hester the last one to do it? Bowl, uh, I right? think he, I yeah. think he was the last one to do it. And sorry, he didn't get into the Hall of Fame uh, yesterday, but we needed that because everyone bet he was going to go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Sam Mills making it into the Hall of Fame. That's two members of the Dome Patrol time to build the statue. New Orleans Saints outside the Dome. Um, when you look at the first play, run or pass, what is that? I think it's pretty much breaking even right now. Last time I checked, uh, normally we that gets a lot of one action on that, but I think it's, it's puzzling because the betters like to under, the betters like to under on most prop bets. So I think it's going to be a handoff myself. Is there any history on that? Like in the last, I don't know, ten Super Bowls or something? How does it break down, run or pass for the first play? Do you know that? <laughs> Somewhere in my messy desk that still has a cup of coffee from yesterday morning <laughs> on my desk, uh, I, would, I have that stat somewhere. I would tweet that out to you and if I find cool. it. Cool, yeah, man. Just send it to me, whatever you see. I, I'm just curious. I would say with those two offenses, I would probably say pass first. You know, maybe a play action would probably be kind of uh, something. How about, obviously, who gets the first touch? Is it the first catch? Uh, yeah, first uh, first catch uh, or first touch of the ball. Uh, I guess that's a hard one to choose on that one because you have to see who wins the the the, uh, the coin flip and who receives and who doesn't. That doesn't get that much action as people would think. Who gets the first touch? You got some uh, some named receivers here, some named players over in the backfield as well with Mixon, and you got Chase and Cup and Beckham. Of all of them, who has the best odds to get the first touchdown of the Super Bowl? Uh, most action is Cooper Cup. Uh, I think we don't, the, the, we don't want him. We don't want Odell to get the first touchdown or Mixon to get the first touchdown. Cause I go to the three popular ones. I think, uh, we're going on that one, but, uh, give me a defensive touchdown first. That's what I want. I think it's, I think it's 16 to one. All right. Let's go quarterbacks here. Joe Burrow. What's the yards that everyone's kind of thinking? Is it 200, 300 yards? Uh, around there, but a lot of under uh, on yards and touchdown passes for uh, to, for the uh, both quarterbacks. I think if you're going to bet one thing on Joe Burrow and stuff like that, I think you have to look at maybe taking a shot at his rushing yards over 12 and a half right now because you figure he's been stacked a lot this year. You figure he's going to need maybe get some uh, first downs with his legs, not only with I'm his arm. It, yeah. uh, I think that's something you kind of want to look at if you're looking at uh, quarterback prop bets. I think I'm taking that too. I would think so too. You would probably assume even, especially like say they're trailing, he's probably going to scramble at least once or twice. Two seven yard runs. There it is. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's something on there. And like for the receiving yards, like I said a lot of under coming action. Odell Beckham was 65 and a half opened up at 68. Uh, it's getting pounded under Cooper cup. Uh, that one's getting bet up. Uh, it will open up at 106. Now it's 108 and a half. I just think that's just public money, especially after he won uh, his award yesterday. I like T. Higgins uh, over uh, 72 and a half. I think he could have a big game. Do a lot of people sort of feel that this is going to be a low-scoring game? Yeah, it opened up at 50 and a half, and now it's 48 and a half. And the total's pretty much been 48 and a half, I think, for the last three days, if I'm not mistaken. So. I think the under money continues to come in. That's why it has not moved at all. I myself think it's going to go over. I'm a little bit biased because I have to watch the Super Bowl, not once, not twice, but three to four times when I'm grading all these prop bets. So I really don't want to watch a 10-6 Super Bowl multiple times. I'm hoping to see a lot of touchdowns. I've heard a lot of people mention Trey Hendrickson in the sack. What is it? I, I saw one number, half a sack. I, I, yeah, I, I like a, that. I like Trey Hendrickson getting at least a sack. I agree. I think uh, uh, a stack would be that we don't need Aaron Donald 
uh, to have a big game uh, for anybody. We don't need him to win the MVP either. Aaron Dowd opened up at 14 to 1. I saw some shops 16 to 1. He's now 4 to 1. So we do not need Aaron Donald to win the MVP. Oh, uh, how many sacks are, is the money saying Aaron Donald's going to have here? Uh, a lot. Uh, I can't remember what he was before. A lot of people are betting the Rams total stacks. Uh, I think it's a, was it, I think three and a half. They're betting that over. Uh, first stack in the game, uh, Rams or Bengals, everyone betting the Rams opened up at minus 150. It's now <laughs> minus $2. So, but what, yeah, exactly. So what, what if, you know, the, the coin toss goes to, you know, or the kickoff goes to the Rams and Trey Anderson gets that sack. You know, when you can win, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that would be, that would be very interesting. Uh, I, I think that's why under money is coming in. Cause I think they think both team defenses are going to have big games. I think because the Bengals defense is no joke at either. Uh, I, I'm hoping to see a little bit of offense. I think it's going to be an offensive game. Would you say, for people that, you know, again, DraftKings, you name it, all the different sportsbook apps that, that are here now, do I start looking at that tonight, tomorrow? Like, I, like there's so many things I can bet on and, and parlays. Like, what kind of parlay am I looking at? Well, first of all, we're friends. My boss is not listening because he's, uh, he's traveling right now. Sure. Don't parlay. <laughs> Parlays are the reason why I, I, I have a, a paycheck that's sent to me. But I'm going to tell this to all the listeners and all that have been sending to multiple shows I've done. If you're going to bet prop bets and all that, bet the team that you think is going to win. Why would you root for the Rams and bet Joe Burrow to have more than one and a half touchdowns or Joe Burrow passing yards over or Mixon to have a big game? Why would you bet Bengals prop bets over if you bet the, the, the Rams or you're rooting for the Rams? Try to keep your money and your, your heart in the same situation where you don't have to root. Uh, for both sides, uh, that's one. That's one good trick I would tell you. Okay, um, let's finally end with the game. As we mentioned, it's up to now four points. How do you see this and why? There's a game tomorrow on Sunday. I guess we'll talk about the game. <laughs> I, I've been saying defense wins this one, and I'm going to stick with it. Uh, I think Donald and Von Miller uh, are going to have big games. I think in the second half, the Rams defense is going to be too much for the Bengals. I'm going to lay the four with the Rams. I think the Rams win this game. And I think we're going to see over. I think the 48 and a half, uh, I know I'm saying defense wins this game, but I think we're going to see some weird touchdowns, maybe a punt return, maybe a defensive touchdown, maybe a punter throwing a touchdown pass or, or something. I think we're going to see some special teams and some weird touchdowns that push this game over, but I think the Rams win this one. All right. You, you're more than welcome to come on over, by the way. I'm going to be grilling. Uh, I wish I could. I'm going to be there grading and grading. I and know. Grading you and all of this hard work. I get it. Uh, 3 o'clock over on YouTube? Uh, 3 o'clock, me and Carver will be discussing uh, prop bets and prop bets. Uh, Carver's been dissecting these prop bets. Uh, he, he did school the whole week just to study prop bets. So Is there any prop bets on how many babies will be shown? Uh, no, but I have how many dogs will be shown in commercials over under two and a half, and cats is uh, a half. So we do have animals being shown. And then we do have odds on a puppy bowl that will be released sometime tonight. I sort of feel like this week, finally, I haven't, maybe again, I haven't been watching a ton of TV, but I, I haven't seen any, any stories or leaks of this is a spot to watch or even, hey, this is the Super Bowl ads. Did they finally learn their lesson and not do that? Normally on Twitter, we would have seen the Super Bowl ad already by this week by a certain company. Yeah, the commercials have been really close, tight lip on that yeah. one, which is kind of good. Uh, which I can't wait to see if we have one, which would be shown first, the Sam's Club Kevin Hart one or the Bush Light Kenny G. Who doesn't like Kenny G back in the 1980s? <laughs> Valentine's Day Monday. You got to put some Kenny G on. Oh, speaking of, um, what are you doing with the, with the missus? Uh, I have a root canal uh, on Valentine's Day. So I'll so be doing like on nothing on okay. Valentine's Day. I got you. I'm with you. I can't stand the day. But, you know, I have to do something, right? Uh, Raphael, thank you so much. Appreciate the time. Go get your stuff done, sir. We'll we'll be tuning in. Take it easy. Have a great, great weekend. and Enjoy the game. Yep. We'll talk to you on Monday. Raphael Esparza at Sports. Quick break. When we come back, phone lines are open. Next guest, Art until 2.15, Marlon Favorite. And in 2.30, Christian Clark of the Advocate in Peking will join us. His thoughts on C.J. McCollum debut and if, if he's excited like I am about tomorrow night's game against the Spurs, the sports hangover in ESPN New Orleans. 
At Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to announce we've received HealthGrade's 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. What's more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. Why should this matter? Because it confirms two things, our commitment to quality and your satisfaction, both very important when it comes to your family's health care. Thibodeau Regional, once again recognized by Health Grades for providing outstanding quality care. For more info, go to Thibodeau.com. It's Tango Day, everybody. Follow after me and step and bet and slide and dip. That's Tango. Why is Ice T leading our Tango class? It's probably the heart shaped Honey Nut Cheerios. He found out they can help lower cholesterol. Now he's having fun taking care of his heart in all sorts of new ways. Let's see those hips move, people. Hurry and get your heart shaped Cheerios. They're only here for a limited time. CSX Transportation is an industry leader on the move. The railroad company has immediate openings for freight train conductors. Join the CSX team and start your paid-on-the-job training today, earning nearly $25 per hour with no degree required. If you're safety-focused with a passion for great service, you've got what it takes to move your career forward at CSX. Apply at CSX.com slash careers. That's CSX.com slash careers. CSX is an equal opportunity employer. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. At ESPN Radio, Nola asking you two questions of the day, your Super Bowl predictions. Kenny. Bengals 26, Rams 24. Jay Fowl. Rams 41, Cincinnati 17. Bruh. Rams 27, Bengals 24. Hmm. So there you go. Um, feel free to give us some more updates and some scores, predictions, and why you look at it going in a, a certain direction. Also, are, are, do you do anything specifically for the Super Bowl? Is there a certain um, food that you enjoy? Guac? Do you just order pizza? Do you do burgers? Do you throw Super Bowl parties? Regardless, I do. I enjoy watching the game and, you know, I make it a reason to, to, to grill and cook and stuff. Do you do ribs? Do you do a crock pot um, thing? Do you have people over and everybody brings a little something? I don't know. I, give me some ideas of what you're you're doing for the Super Bowl on Sunday as you watch the Bengals and the Rams go at it. We've touched on uh, the loss yesterday by the Pelicans, yet at the same time, I I, I kind of liked what I saw against the first place Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference. One twelve ninety seven was your final there before the game. David Griffin spoke, and the executive vice president of basketball operations, the head person for your New Orleans Pelicans, obviously spoke about the trade, and eventually to give a Zion update. Love to get your thoughts on that if you're a Pels fan. First and foremost, David Griffin on the trade and the process of coming to that decision is what he had to say here. Yeah, it was it was really important, and I, I think, again, in speaking to CJ and his agent beforehand, I'd like to thank Joe Cronin, the GM in, in Portland, for his willingness to allow that conversation to take place ahead of time. It was important. Um, the Trailblazers cared very deeply about CJ. They wanted him to be happy. Um, so I, I think it was a good opportunity for us to visit. Coach Green got to visit with CJ as well. And I, I think what really stood out was we were so like-minded and spiritually like-minded, off the court like-minded. Um, he believes in impacting the community he lives in at a really deep level and was excited about doing that here. Um, 
But again, let's not kid ourselves. Brandon Ingram is, is a ginormous part of this. And when you have a player that is that good, that is that unselfish, who is that willing to share joy for the game of basketball, it becomes infectious. The best teams in this league have a leader that is infectious and, and spiritually unselfish. And Brandon's that. So it's interesting. You hear there, Brandon Ingram is a very big reason as to why this went and, and worked there as well. Um, why the move? Why now? Remember, we, we had some folks on Monday say, stay pat. Why do it? My answer before I even play his is you would think that a lot of these moves are being made because, again, at nauseum, what you've heard all off season and since he got it, you got to build a team around Zion. You got to be competitive. You got to do all these different things. That's why I've always said build a good basketball team. You've heard me say that, that during the offseason. I, I said I'm not going to use that phrase. I can't stand it. Right up there with, well, they want to win. Who doesn't want to win? Nothing annoys me more than when an athlete says, well, I want to win. Because you're insinuating that your teammates and the people around you don't. Now, that may be the case. But, you know, there's accusations of Ross and other owners in the NFL maybe paying. But for the most part, I you have bad decisions, bad roster decisions, bad hirings, bad coaches. I, I have a hard time believing that 80%. Because it's only like the star player in the team that says they want to win. Doesn't want to win. I'm trying to think of a soundbite by anybody that's come on and be like, yeah, no, man, I'm good. I love the check. Love this place. It's good. Two, three wins a year. I'm awesome. I'm done. I've never heard a player say, yeah, you know, it is what it is. We win, we lose. Never. I never hear that. But that's why these moves are made, right? So here's David Griffin of why the move was made. Yeah, and again, um, I, I think we're we're in a position where we had a lot of reason to be optimistic about the group. And when you when you start to try to add to the group, you don't want to do it too soon. If if you hit go too soon, you put yourself in a position that you can't recover from. And so we wanted to add the right pieces at the right time. Uh, Mrs. Benson and Dennis have been really patient with us in terms of giving us the bandwidth to do that. And I think when you have that ownership support you can wait for exactly the right piece and cj was that on the court and, and off the court and so i think when we look at um, cj and we look at larry and totality of the deal it's fantastic we're also getting a player in tony snell that's a big player who's got versatility defensively that can make shots and all of that really lends itself to where we're trying to go you know cj's a proven playoff player He's a player who's performed at an extremely high level in the clutch, um, who has a fearlessness about the way he approaches the game and an unselfishness in the way he approaches the game. And that's really Brandon's gift is his unselfishness. And to have those guys feeding off of each other and driving the group forward is, is exciting to us. Gary and Cajun Goat, I see you. I'm going to come to you right after one more bite. And it's David Griffin's Zion update. We kind of figured somebody would ask him. Here's so Zion uh, continues to progress well, anecdotally at least. Um, he feels very good. Um, Trajan just was with him uh, last weekend and uh, was really encouraged by where he is. And again, this is all anecdotal. Um, we hope that towards the end of next week or maybe the beginning of the following, we'll have uh, some imaging done and have a, a better update. So it's hard for me to really give you anything other than what we see anecdotally is very good. I can tell you also he reacted incredibly positively to the CJ McCollum news um, shared with Trajan actually that he's incredibly frustrated. He doesn't get to be here for the moment uh, to be with him. So anecdotally, everything's very positive. You've been keeping track four or five times anecdotal. Never good when that word is trending, by the way, after that, which by definition is of an account, not necessarily true or reliable, based on personal accounts rather than facts or research. Essentially, other people are telling him how Zion's doing. Love to get your thoughts on that, Pels fans. Cajun Goat, what you got for me? 
anecdotally means that he's moving around and he's doing things. He looks like he's better, but until we see the foot, we don't know. So that's basically what he's telling you when he's saying that. It's been eight weeks. That he's out there working out. Okay. Yeah, he's out there working out, but until they, until they look at the foot, they're not going to do anything. They, hand, they handle him with kick gloves. But I, I'm like you, Gus. I was encouraged by the uh, by the performance last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also, I, I, I think Willie Green's job is going to be a little tougher now. Um, because I see some players that, what do you do with them? Yeah. And I'm going to go straight to the one that was trending last night. We all talked about Devontae Graham. Does Devontae come off the bench? and you take away from Jose's minutes, which I would hate to do. Mm-hmm. The whole reason I'm watching is because of Jose and, <laughs> and Herb. Um, so I, I think Willie Green's job is, is going to get – but I, I have so much confidence in him. I could say that for the first coach that we've ever had, that I've had this much confidence in a coach that's going to get it right. And so I guess that's why you feel that way about that game. I mean, that Miami team, that's probably not the team you wanted to play uh, after a trade. I mean, this, that, that team is stacked, buddy. I mean, I don't care if Tyler Hero wasn't playing. You got some, you got some players on that team. So it didn't boost, it didn't buck my confidence on what's going to happen with this team. But, um, I think Willie's got a lot of things that, you know, he's going to have to work out. And I still like Jackson at the four. Mm-hmm. We seen what happened last night when he was at the five. Yep. Different. He kind of went back to the old Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. And went back to the old Jackson. So, you know, and I think that that's going to be cured when uh, Willie Willie gets back. You know, I think them getting in foul trouble really quick kind of kind of hindered it a little bit last night. And, uh, let's just talk about them referees too. Last night, Gus, was that ridiculous? Dude, the last two games have been a joke. I, I honestly have been an absolute joke. I mean, they're shooting. How many? What was the free throw differential? Wasn't it like totally outrageously ridiculous? I mean, it's hard enough to win in this league and also have to win by beating the refs, too. That's that's tough, man. You don't like to complain about the refs. You would like them not to even be a factor in the game. I, 100%. But man, the when, fact that I know number 70 from Tuesday is, is a Travis. I, 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 I've never even mentioned or remembered an official's number. <laughs> but literally that individual, exactly. I, I don't know. Maybe he was bored. Maybe he, there was a prop bet on how many whistles he would blow. I, I don't know. It, I've never seen anything like it. It's crazy this week. I know. It, it's just totally ridiculous. But I, I love the quarter team. I hope to see soon Jose get a contract. I mean, I've been saying it since I saw him get on the floor, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. The kid the kid just flat out plays, man. And he, if anybody can come on this phone and tell me that your starting point guard, Devontae Graham, is playing better than your backup, Jose Alvarado, you need to let me know how because it hasn't been happening since Jose stepped on the floor. Dude, I'm with you. Um, that guy is – he he's a reason to go watch. He's a reason to turn on the TV. He, thank, he is, man. Thank you, Cajun Go. And, and look, he was the energy last night. 100%, dude. He I mean, was that the guy, energy. He's awesome. I, I'm telling you. And, again, a couple weeks ago it was we need a Herb Jones jersey, right? And now everybody's tweeting, give this guy a contract. Give this guy a contract. I mean – there's two guys on this team, Gus, they really need to take a hard look at. Uh, Willie needs to stop playing Garrett Temple, and he needs to take a hard look at what he wants to do with Devontae Graham because they just do not fit what, what you're going for. A young youth team, now you have that veteran. Do you really need Temple now that you got the veteran in McCollum? Right. And, you know, uh, I mean, you really need to take a hard look because both of them give you nothing when they're on the floor other than a deficit. Right. Um, so he really, I mean, I want to see what he's going to do with it. Willie's been great up to this point, and uh, I think he'll, you know, I think he'll figure it out. Appreciate the time, man. Thank you, KJ. Go enjoy the weekend, dude. When you come back, Gary, we'll talk to him about the game last night here as well. It's the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans.
The NFL season all comes down to this. Super Bowl 56 with the Rams taking on the Bengals. To celebrate, FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking all customers up with a risk-free same-game parlay. New and existing customers can place any same-game parlay of three legs or more on the Super Bowl, and if you don't win, FanDuel will refund you. Same-game parlays combine multiple bets from the same game into one wager for bigger payouts. Build your parlay your way with spreads, money lines, totals, Super Bowl props, and more. I like Joe Burr to go over 276.5 yards in this game. I like the matchup with Burrow against the Rams defense. I also like Odell Beckham Jr. to go over 63 and a half receiving yards in the big game. I love betting with FanDuel because they're the market leader, America's number one sports book. You also get fast payouts in as little as two hours. Already have an account? Just place your risk-free same game parlay before the Super Bowl to qualify. New customers, join today with promo code KLRZ to enjoy 56 to 1 odds on either team to win the Super Bowl. You can turn a $5 bet into 280 in cash. That's Promo code KLRZ on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Must be 21 and over and present in Louisiana. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. 106 miles from Chicago. Got a full tank of gas. Half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark. And we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus. Welcome back to The Sports Hangover. Gary, thank you for giving us a call here on The Sports Hangover, man. What do you got? Oh, I wanted to talk about the uh, Super Bowl. Sure. What you got? And and I'm sick and tired of hearing about Aaron Donald mm-hmm. and all these guys over there because you're right. When we played in the Saints, he never got a sniff on Breeze. Now, our line is better. I know that was better. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... They can be beat. They lost five games, so they can be beat, buddy. So, but they weren't playing against Burrow. Burrow, I'm telling you, I just got a feeling about this guy. I just think he's a, a born winner, and I think he's going to find a way to win the game. Look, I, I like I said, the, the game the Saints needed Aaron Donald to be Aaron Donald. The guy had no sacks against the Rams. Um, and I, look, I, you you looked at. LA this season and they were inconsistent a little up and down I'm with you I mean their defense is solid you got some solid players you got Jalen Rams back there who for two weeks has been trying to tell everybody he's the best that this game's ever seen and he's the best in the game now and (laughs) all of that but that's why I keep going to one of my points specifically Gary is that some quarterbacks hey I'm gonna go to my guy no matter what and you know and put that person in that position I was actually impressed that Joe Burrow against Kansas City didn't just, you know, rear back every single time. And I'm, I'm looking for Jamar. I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at Jamar first or something. Some of those reads, some of those throws immediately went somewhere else, assuming and knowing and feeling the attention was going to Jamar. And that's why I think that might help them. And, 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 and having that ability to pre-snap read, maybe being able to read, how these stunts or defenses or twists are coming or blitzes might help. It, it might take them to the second quarter, third quarter for them to get it. I, I, if you can keep it close, they need one play. You know, one play can be the difference between a tie, take the lead, that one play that gets you back into the game. I don't know. I, I just feel like that is going to be interesting to me as this game gets closer and closer. Uh, also yesterday, by the way, Aaron Rodgers won his fourth MVP. Kind of went back and forth, um, not really back and forth, but afterwards he had some media availability and he was like, Hey, look, I, I don't know what I plan on doing. If it's, you know, staying or not touched on the organization. It was like, if it is that it's time to move on, happy for the 17 years, um, et cetera, et cetera. Mike Tannenbaum on ESPN this morning and where Aaron Rodgers would fit if he decided to leave legacy play here for Aaron Rodgers but I just think he's his own guy he wants to get back to the west coast his fiance has a lot of professional business out in LA as you well know and to me Denver with a great young defense great young skill players his offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackens the head coach I think it checks a lot of boxes and I think one of the things Tom Brady's done key is he's kind of reset the dynamic which is hey Rodgers can play for three to five more years at a high level so if I'm the Broncos, I have to give up two ones and a young player like Patrick Sertan. I'm probably going to do that because the day Aaron Rodgers walks through that door, 
The Denver Broncos, to me, with Aaron Rodgers, would be the odds-on favorite to represent the AFC next year. Marcus Spears has a little different take in terms as to where Aaron Rodgers wants to go. What I take away from last night is a guy that's unsure. Um, I've been adamant about Aaron Rodgers wanting out of Green Bay since last year. But when you think about everything in totality, it seems like the relationships were starting to be rebuilt, which has not changed my frame of mind. I still think Aaron Rodgers is going to seek um, employment elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like this year was kind of a, a close the book. On Green Bay, without it being, without it being with so much vitriol, without it being the back and forth between him and Gutekunst and the, the brass there in Green Bay. The one thing I want to remind everybody, they made this contract last offseason favorable for Aaron Rodgers to be able to get out of Green Bay. And I think that's going to be important when we start getting closer to the actual decision that, that Aaron Rodgers is going to make. All right, so a lot of people have speculation. A lot of people have their thoughts and viewpoints as to what he's going to do. Is what he had to say yesterday. I think he had to take some of the emotion out of, out of it and, and then kind of lean into uh, understanding what it takes to, to revamp and, and feeling like what's the best uh, – you know, the best place, uh, the best decision for me moving forward, not really place, more more just what what does it feel like to commit to a season and that's what I want to do. And the good thing is I still feel like my body, you know, is in a good place. It's been uh, an amazing 17 years. So thankful for the memories and the moments over the years. And the other thing, obviously, that I found interesting that he had to say was about maybe he could call it a career. I don't fear retirement. I don't fear moving on. Um, I'm very proud of what I've accomplished, proud that I've accomplished it in Green Bay over the last 17 years and, and excited about the future, whatever that uh, ends up being or looking like. Um, also still highly competitive and still that bitter taste from the divisional game. So definitely a lot the way, but – uh, thankful for the Packers organization and the conversations that we had at the end of the season. Found another interesting soundbite over in the ESPN audio vault here uh, about, again, one of the key elements of this game and one of the things to pay attention to will be, of course, the defensive line of the Rams and how the Bengals' offensive line is going to be able to block them and all that stuff. I'm not overlooking that. It is. It's going to be an issue. Again, though, you went through a game where you gave up nine sacks. I mean, I have to imagine you sat down the next day and went, what happened? Looked at it, fixed it. Casey probably tried to do it. They don't have Aaron Donald. I get it. But if you're going to have a bad game like that, in when, when it's literally win or go home, it just happened. So I think they'll know what to do. I mean, it can go do it. You got to go get in front of a guy and block him. I understand that. But here's Derrick Henry from the Titans. How do you face and handle that Rams D-line? I think just uh, one-cut runs, getting north to the south. When you see the hole, just hit it and, um, you know, let your momentum carry you forward, you know, because that's a, that's a fast, lead, fast D-line, a physical D-line. And um, Joe Mixon has been doing a great job all year, just hitting one-cut runs, getting north to the south, following his blockers, making big plays. He's good in the passing game, so I think he'll be fine. And, and again, it's one of the reasons I it, – it's the first one that I, I brought up. The Bengals are a team that runs the football. The Bengals are a team that like to use the play-action pass. The Bengals are a team that have done that all season. They're not going into this week and saying, hey, we got we to gotta find a way to run the football. Like, that's not the case. That's who they are. It's a reason why I'm giving them a shot. It's why I'm picking them. It's a team that, you know, that's what they do. They run the football. In the postseason, they've had some decent success. So we'll see. I, I'm going I'm going Bengals. But at ESPN Radio Nola, if you want to chime into the conversation and give me your thoughts in a score. And also, do you have a Super Bowl food? Jason on Twitter. Pizza. It's nice and easy, isn't it? Get a couple pies. Go do that. Do you do little sausages, little little smokies? Do you do meatballs? Do you do dips? Do you have guys that or ladies that make tremendous guacamole? That's me. I love making some guacamole. Um, are you a griller? Do you do stuff on the crock pot? 
Do y'all do a lot of different food? Are you just kind of like grab a little something and kind of watch the game? Or if it's not a team that you're interested in, you don't care. I, I think there's going to be a lot of interest in this city for this one. I really do. There's a lot of parallels on, on the Bengals, their lack of success, looking for their first Super Bowl. Joe Burrow, the ties there, Jamar Chase, Beckham even with LSU. You have a lot of different connections there as well. I think it's going to be viewed pretty heavily here in the year. And I think people are going to have a Super Bowl party and get together and watch it out and stuff. So hour two is in the books. We come back next hour. Christian Clark will join us at 2.30. His thoughts on the Pelicans. And I'll get his thoughts on David Griffin's Zion update and the lack thereof, if you can make that case or, or not. Um, Pels fans, what did you think of that? Or do you care? Because I got that sense of feeling yesterday too as well. More people talk about Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones, and they're like, oh, great, that's your Zion update. Hey, when's the next game? I honestly had a neighbor tell me that yesterday, which is incredible. It's the number one pick in the draft a couple years ago. Um, And also, again, your thoughts on the Super Bowl. Marlon Favorite will weigh in as well. He was listening into the Ross Jackson interview back in hour number one. And he liked the text thread when Ross Jackson brought up Matt Corral. We'll kind of go over the the reports as to who the Saints are looking at as an offensive coordinator and a name that popped up and what that might mean for the team. We'll be back. It's Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Crystal ball on the table. Showing- 